That's what we're looking for when we're saying like, we want to walk you through a health journey. We want to teach you how to see God's grace in your health journey. We want to teach you how to invite God into your health journey. Like we want those things, not because we want a bunch of healthy people in the world. Like we want a bunch of people who are experiencing the love of God. Like that's what we want. Yeah. Yes. I a hundred percent agree. And I love that you touched on too. You, I, I appreciate how, the way that you continue to emphasize the spiritual root and, and even like you alluded to the, the spiritual weight that we yeah. carry that then translates into this physical weight that we put on and then carry. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. I cannot wait for you to hear the rest of this incredible conversation. Today, I'm talking with faith-based holistic health coach, Robin Ryan McDonald, where she shares with us the number one mindset shift that can help you finally live healthy in a sustainable way so you can make the lasting changes you've been trying to make. We go in depth about the connection between our spiritual health and our physical health, discuss why it's so important and how it will change the way you see your health, yourself, your life, all the things. Robin is a proud mom and wife with a passion for supporting and empowering Jesus-loving women to gain true health while losing weight through her sustainable grace-based process. She loves to help women ditch chronic dieting and disease for holistic health and wellness. She mixes her seminary background with her study of integrative nutrition to help women develop the energy and vitality to live out their unique God-given calling. So here you go. Enjoy. Hey, sweet mama, welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. Do you want to consistently make your healthiest choices so you can finally get to a weight you love? Do you find yourself up late at night searching recipes for healthier family meals or motivation to work out? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel frustrated that you can't follow through or guilty that it's taking away precious time from your kids again? Hey, I'm Lauren. I too was a mom who wanted to lose weight. I too worried that my health was taking up too much of my time and energy and wished that I could finally let go of the number on the scale and have a healthy relationship with food and exercise. I wanted confidence and freedom to love my body and food and have more energy for the things that really mattered to me. But I kept telling myself that I'd never had the discipline to consistently make healthy choices and that I'd just keep falling off the wagon until I found a little secret that helped me get to and stay at a weight I love. In this podcast, you will find all the motivation and quick tips you need to live healthy consistently through mindful eating, fitness made simple, and mindset transformation so that you will live in true confidence at a weight you love and as the mama God created you to be. So pop in those earbuds, grab your healthy snack, and let's do this. Hey, mamas. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. I am so excited. I have my friend Robin joining me today. Um, This conversation is just going to be epic. I can feel it. So Robin, welcome to the show. Um, Will you just start off by telling us a little bit about you, your health journey, and how you came to help women in the way that you do today? Yes. Hi, Lauren. Thanks so much for having me on. Gosh, so this journey has been kind of interesting for me, particularly come there's the health journey of Robin pre-babies there's the health journey during the babies post babies right so there's so many different factors for it but for me I actually grew up eating terribly I hated vegetables I was a child of the 90s if it wasn't shaken baked frozen dinnered uh covered in I can't believe it's not butter <laughs> like I wasn't interested and I Yeah. And bless my precious mama. She didn't know, you know, she was doing the best she could. And I didn't know. I didn't care. I was enjoying it, but obviously wasn't serving my body. And I, it wasn't actually though until my sophomore year of undergrad that I really started to see the effects of what I'd been eating all of my childhood. And 
I ended up getting full face acne, forehead to chin, ear to ear. And it wasn't like just a problem area. My face was the problem. And I was super self-conscious. I didn't get acne in middle school or high school. So this was just like, what, why now? And, you know, in college, it's like, I'm going to meet my husband. I'm like, not looking like this. <laughs> like, it was just, so <laughs> it was a rough time. And I gained the freshman 15, which turned into the college 20. And it just, it wasn't going well with my health. And the funny thing is I had no idea that what was going on with my face or even the weight gain was a result of what I was eating. I attributed everything. I I had no real reason why I thought the acne was happening. I was just trying to find the magic face wash. Proactive was really popular. Any infomercial was like watching the before and afters. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Gosh, I got to get that. I got to get that one. (laughs) But then for the weight gain, I was like, oh, you know, that's what happens after high school. You just gain weight because you just get more womanly. I don't know. I literally, these are the thoughts that I had. And I was just like, yeah, of course you just, anyways. So (laughs) I ended up discovering that what you eat actually does affect your hormones, which affects your face and whether or not you have acne and that what I was eating was directly related to my very rapid weight gain over the course of four years. And so I started making slow incremental changes in my health. Mind you, while I'm working on my own health journey and figuring that all out, I was going to seminary now in grad school. And most of my time still, I was not eating well, wasn't getting much sleep. I was working multiple jobs. And, but I started to notice one, the decline of the health of my grandparents. Mm -hmm. So across the board, diabetes, heart disease, dementia, Alzheimer's, cancer was all represented across Mm -hmm. my grandparents. And I started to just look more into that. I'm just like, man, why are they all experiencing this and come to find this is unfortunately really common and almost considered normative for people as they age, that they experience these chronic diseases doing a little more research. Wait a second. These are lifestyle induced diseases. There's something about their lifestyle. That's a, that's causing this for them. And these are precious people. They are making an impact in the kingdom and they're being hindered and stifled by these diseases. And while I'm also in seminary, I had peers and professors and even pastors in our denomination that were falling ill to these chronic diseases. And so I'm like, hold up, we're getting trained on, you know, biblical exegesis and theology and all this important stuff, ministry. But if none of us even have the energy or vitality to actually like show up and do what God's called us to do, this is a big problem. Mm -hmm. And so as I started to experience a shift in my own health, and I realized this about the state of the health of the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. God's just really instilled this passion Mm -hmm. to see the bodies that comprise the body of Christ Mm -hmm. to be healthy and well, and actually able to do what he's called them to do. That is so good. So good. And I just, I want to point out one thing, it came up multiple times as you were sharing your story and your realizations, you were noticing like the things that are normal in our culture, like that are accepted and like gaining weight once you go to college and going through acne and trying to find, you know, all these medicines and creams and quick fixes. And, and then as you age later in life, like it's just normal to go through all of these diseases. Like it's just part of life. And you were able to say, no, I'm not, 
I'm not falling for that. Like there's got to be more to this. And, and then, you know, looking to God and, and seeing that, like, that is just super powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more. How do you think that spiritual health and physical health are connected? Yeah. I mean, I honestly, one of the phrases that I always say is your physical health is inextricable from your spiritual health. They like, whether we realize it or not, they are interrelated and you cannot separate them. Mm -hmm. And even when we look at the Hebrew understanding, the Jewish understanding of our being Mm -hmm. there, it's mind, body, soul, physical, spiritual, like it's all interconnected. It's not like this distinct separate thing. It's actually a very Greco-Roman concept to have like the spirit separate from the flesh. It kind of gets into that like self-flogging and you're trying to like, you know, alleviate your spirit from the flesh or whatever. But biblically uh, and Hebraically speaking, historically speaking, it's, it's a very interrelated thing. And so when we are just not intentional in realizing that and not intentional in bringing God into our physical health, we we're honestly just making it really difficult to, to create a healthy lifestyle because we're, we're not taking advantage of the way that we're designed to partner with God in our physical well being, mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at the life of Jesus and when I think of his ministry, I want to ask you, when you think of Jesus ministry, what do you think of? Um, I mean, a lot of things. That's a very broad question. <laughs> I know. I know. Just first thing that comes to mind. There's yeah. no wrong answer. Right. Healing the miracles. I know I was leading you a little bit, but <laughs> we think of like his healings, the miracles. And and that's, you know, one of the really powerful things about what testified mm-hmm. of his power as the son of God. And, you know, we look at, he had these three years of public ministry where he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm the son of God. I'm the Messiah. And then, you know, lasted three years before they killed him. And if he only has three years to do all the thing that God wants him to do in that time. And he spent a good chunk. Like if you count up how many verses are referring to healing in the gospels, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to give the wrong percentage, but it's a big chunk. I have that somewhere else, but anyways, it's a large chunk. And if he's spending that much time healing physical bodies in the little tiny bit of time that he has, it must be important. I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking maybe physical health is important to God yeah. based on yeah. looking at Jesus's life. <laughs> totally. Totally. So, so yeah, I, I was having this conversation um, with a friend a while back. And one of the things that she, she pointed out to me was a lot of times, and, you know, going along with, you know, Jesus's focus on physical healing is a lot of times like this physical healing, this physical health is a way to open us up to more of God, (laughs) a deeper relationship with him. And that's one of the Mm -hmm. reasons like I'm so passionate about the things that I do. Um, because you know, when I think about in, in my experience, like I couldn't truly be physically healthy without first being spiritually healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. when I focused on my spiritual health, then I was able to understand, you know, what physical health was for me personally, and then why it was so important. But But the cool thing is it didn't stop there because then the cycle continues and you realize that it kind of goes both ways. Like when you are then physically healthy, you're able to grow more spiritually healthy as well. And it's like that cool partnership together of, um, you know, your spiritual health and your physical health. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's there's definitely a, a give and take with that. And I think I, I've seen it with my clients multiple times where they have this kind of aha moment where they realize that, wait a second, I'm not, I, I have issues with receiving God's grace because of the way that I shame myself when I make mistakes or like, oh, wait a second, I have control issues and I like, quote unquote, control what I eat by binging on this stuff because the only place that I can like do quote unquote what I want to do because everywhere else feels so stressful or overwhelming or I am not depending on God's peace. I like, there's so many different ways that like our health habits, whether good or bad can reveal to us where our opportunities of growth are for depending and relying on God. It's super cool, which I know you get, like, it's like, it's so fun to see the connections and ways that God is just like, Hey, like you can experience me this way. Like, Hey, look, this is going on in your heart. You didn't even know it. And it came out by the way that you, you know, X, Y, Z. So <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I think actually that leads perfectly into our next um, question. You know, that's something I've been thinking a lot about lately is the idea that a health journey can really be a spiritual healing journey. A lot of times, um, you know, especially when your health journey is founded on your identity in Christ first, like what, what thoughts come to your mind when, um, you know, when I share that? Yeah, I, I think really the identity in Christ piece is huge because if you don't know your worth and your value, if you don't realize that you are beloved child of God, if you don't realize that God has given you a unique and specific calling that only you can bring out, if you don't realize that you reflect God in a way that nobody else does, then it's not going to make a ton of sense. It's not going to, there's not going to be this deep, meaningful reason to care for your health or well being because it's just kind of like, oh, well, you know, like I'll, I'll live. I mean, I've had people tell me, I'm like, what, why? I had a friend in college. She was like, yeah, I don't want to live to be over 60 because after 60, it's just terrible. Like, I just want to die at 60. I'm like, what? Like, 60 is not old. And I was just like, I, and, and that's part of this mentality that we have in our culture of just like, oh, after 60, you start to get unhealthy and it's just not fun. And the problem is a lack of education and a lack of understanding of your worth. So if you know your worth and you're like, I know that I'm meant to make a difference. And I know that it's important for me to have energy because God uses me and people are impacted by me and I get to give glory and testimony to God's goodness and faithfulness. So I better make sure they take care of my health. There's a lack of that connection. And I don't think it's anything for anybody to feel bad about. It's just where would you hear that? I don't hear that anywhere. So there's that piece. The other piece is given that someone maybe does recognize their worth and value and knows their identity in Christ, there's just terrible advice out there on what it looks like to actually eat well and be healthy. And so I think most people are trying their best and just haven't been given the right direction to mm -hmm. actually be well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is so good. I love that you broke it down into kind of just like two things, like a, a lack of understanding of the connection of your spiritual, physical health. And then that lack of education, I think that piece is huge. I mean, especially when you think of, um, you know, diet culture and all that is out there. Um, I always say like, it's the eat this, not that culture. Like you just, but one diet will tell you eat this and not that. And the other diet will tell you the complete opposite. It's like, what, what in the world do you even listen to? And so, I mean, I think the question that comes up for me, and maybe you can, you can speak to this too, is what 
you know, what do we do with that? You know, where do we even start when it comes to getting that right education, the right understanding of what it means to live physically healthy for us? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, I would say keep, keep listening to Lauren's podcast. (laughs) Um, I mean, really like finding people, finding sources of people who are, and I, I think there's, there's more of us who are coming right of like faith-based health focused people. But I also think we are, we are a very small Mm -hmm. group of people at the same time and finding sources where you're getting good nutritional advice, you're getting good lifestyle advice. But I think the big game changer key piece is integrating God and integrating his grace because, you know, we think of grace as, as something that, you know, covers our sins and that's, it is, and it's so important and valuable in that way. But we forget that it's also the substance by which we are transformed. It's by his grace that you can choose water over soda. It's by his grace that you can get up out of bed in the morning and go to the gym before work. Like his grace empowers you to do that. And so I think one of the first most basic things you can do is start to be mindful of how you can integrate God into Mm -hmm. what you already know to do for your health. Because most people I think have an idea. I hear it all the time. I know what to do. I just need to do it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, which sometimes I hear people say that and then they tell me what they need to do. And I'm like, let's just tweak that a little bit, Um, (laughs) particularly on the diet front. But you can't go wrong with drinking more water. You can't go wrong with getting at least 15 to 20 minutes of movement a day. And that movement, like like a walk is revolutionary. We are made Mm -hmm. to walk and that's going to improve your health dramatically. Mm -hmm. You know, focusing on cooking at home versus eating out, even if it's, you know, you're like, I don't know what to cook. Like, is this healthy? Is this not? I was like, I promise you, if you cook it at home, it's going to be 10 times better than if you eat out. So just start there. Right. So it's like, we, we can just make these simple things. And if hearing that, you know, that sounds overwhelming, or even it might sound too simplistic because sometimes, you know, what's easy to do is easy not to do. I'm just like, I know I probably should, you know, X, Y, Z, but I, you know, I've got this, or I got that prioritize the simple things you know to do and in, and invite God into it. Pr- literally pray and say, Jesus, I need your help to choose to drink the water over the soda today. I need your help to actually cook the groceries that I bought and not have to throw them away because they went bad and <laughs> because I didn't feel like cooking it. Right. Like we can in, in, include him and integrate him that way. Yeah, absolutely. And that is like the one thing that I say probably over and over that my listeners are so sick of hearing is invite God into the journey, invite God into the journey, because it's so true. I mean, there are a lot of these basic things that um, we we know to do. And I hear the same thing that you mentioned that you hear, you know, I know what to do, but I just can't do it. And and, um, one of the things that I was thinking about um, while you were talking is that asking yourself why, like, why is Mm -hmm. probably the most powerful question that Mm -hmm. I believe that we can ask ourselves when it comes to our health. Mm -hmm. For example, like I keep craving sugar. Well, why? Because I'm not eating the most nutritious foods. Well, why are you not eating the most nutritious Mm -hmm. foods? Well, because junk food tastes so much better and I can't stop eating it. Well, why, you know, are you looking to the junk food and, and all of that, you know, well, because I'm stressed and I feel like it helps me calm down. Well, why are you feeling so stressed and needing to calm down by eating food? Oh, because I am not trusting God or I'm not making space for God in my life or, you know, because fill in the blank, like 
that's what I've discovered in my own life. And in working with clients is there's so often a spiritual root that unless it's dug out is never, it's, it's not going to let you produce that long-term sustainable change in your health and your life that you're wanting. I love that you said that. And that's so hundred percent true. And what I've found as well. And I think for everybody listening to this, I think we are so inclined to want, we want the what, like, just tell me what to do. Or like, I just need a, I just need a meal plan. I just need more recipes. I just need, and we feel like we need these things, but I can't tell you how many times I've given those things, but it's the mindset. It's the heart. It's the soul. It's the spirit. It's, it's those pieces that have to be aligned with Jesus Mm -hmm. in order for you to ever utilize those things. And maybe you're like, no, Robin, like I totally use those things. Okay. Let me ask you this, like, but for how long, like how long did that last? Mm -hmm. Because I really believe and have found, like you said, like myself, my clients that the, the secret sauce, the key to lasting sustainable, healthy change is Jesus and his grace, because you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to get all excited. You're going to buy the healthy food or you're going to get the gym membership or whatever. And once the fun, once the, you know, new, new start fizzle, fizzle, flame fizzles out, (laughs) (laughs) something like that. Um, Then, you know, you're, you're going to be back where you started and then you're going to, and then what happens is you feel extra crummy because Mm -hmm. you tried or you invested in something and you're not even using it. And so then the shame comes in and then the enemy comes in and starts speaking all these lies. Like, see, why do you even bother? See, you can't be consistent with anything. You're just bound to be this way. I don't even know what you try. Look at your family. Nobody's been able to do this. All this, all these lies, which by the way, those are lies. And the quicker you can identify them as lies, the better. And the quicker you can bring Jesus into it and listen to his truth of like, Hey, change is hard. Mm -hmm. It is hard. Lauren and I, people like us, we find ways to make it more simple, right? We help encourage you, support you, you know, walk with you through it, but change is not easy. And we're always looking, I've had, I had someone, I have to share this. I had someone say to me, Robin, I feel like they, they suggested, um, uh, they said you should make, which this isn't a bad idea. And if anybody wants to go with it, I, Hey, I'll promote it. But he said, you should make a subscription box of like healthy snacks because, I eat unhealthy because I just go for what's convenient and I need a healthy, convenient alternative, which like I'm all about healthy, convenient alternatives, but I was thinking about it. And at first I got, I was like, that's a, that's a good idea. Like, I like that idea. Yeah. You're healthy, healthy. Subscription. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, what I would actually love to see. And what I work with my clients on mm-hmm. is we're shifting from trying to make health, this quick fix, convenient thing mm-hmm. and turn it into a valued priority. Right to where you want to make the time and space to cook, Mm -hmm. to prepare healthy snacks that don't have to be non-perishable packaged things. Like, and so my encouragement and my perspective shift I want to propose is putting in the time and effort and work in partnership with Jesus Mm -hmm. to get to the point where you've shifted your perspective on health and you've shifted the way you prioritize it Mm -hmm. so that you're able to create something sustainable and you're able to experience God in a whole new way. Yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent can get behind that. And, um, yeah, I think that it goes right along with the, the 
the spiritual healing side, you know, I kind of started this part of the conversation off talking about, um, you know, the spiritual healing of a health journey. And I think when we can shift our perspective to, okay, my journey to get healthy is actually a pathway to experience more of God. Like, why would you not want to do that? Yes, it's going to be hard. God didn't say it was going to be easy, but he always provides a way. And there, there is a healing. There is a freedom that comes when we can um, seek God in the things that we're doing for our health and, and look to him to dig up those root issues so that we don't have to deal with them, so that we don't have to stay in bondage to them, so that they're not this extra um, weight, this extra thing we're carrying around, right? Because we've now said, okay, God, like I see that there's a root issue here that I see Mm -hmm. that there is this dependence on, um, sugary sweets or Mm -hmm. crunchy snacks that I'm looking to Mm -hmm. that to, um, fill me fill an emotional need or, you know, take care of my stress when in reality you are, enough for me. And I need to look to you. And when I look to you and I let you bring healing to that part of my heart that is telling me that I need these sugary sweets or these crunchy snacks, there is just so much more, uh, I don't even know the word for it. Fulfillment, satisfaction. Yeah. Life. Always satisfied, but life. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think of the verse in John, um, in John 10, where Jesus is like, I've come to give you life, but not just to give you life, like to give it abundantly. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. what we're looking for when we're Amen. saying like, we want to walk you through a health journey. We want to teach you how to see God's grace in your health journey. We want to teach you how to invite God into your health journey. Like we want those things, not because we want a bunch of healthy people in the world. Like we want a bunch of people who are experiencing the love of God. Like that's what we want. Yeah. You're getting so excited <laughs> and all amped up. I was like, yeah, and like abundant. Yeah. Living for God. <laughs> yes. I a hundred percent agree. And I love that you touched on too. You, I, I appreciate how, the way that you continue to emphasize the spiritual root. And, and even like you alluded to the, the spiritual weight that we yeah. carry that then translates into this physical weight that we put on and then carry and yeah. scripture just provides so many. I mean, Jesus knows what he's talking about. Like he knows that we get stressed. He knows that we're inclined to carry around this weight. We look at a lot of Paul's letters. We know he's fully aware of the burdens that, you know, these different members of the, of the church at the time were carrying around with them. And I I think of, you know, when Jesus is talking about worrying and he, you know, in Matthew six, he's saying, you know, don't worry about your life or what you eat or what you drink or, or about your body or what you're aware. And I'm just like, dang, he's literally addressing like what you eat and your body and all the things. And, and, you know, he's, affirming that, Hey, like, look at, look at the birds, look at the flowers. Like they're chilling. They're fine. I'm taking care of them all the more I'm going to care for you. And, you know, later on in, he also says to take my yoke upon you mm-hmm. for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I think of that of like, and I, I know for myself, I'm, I know we were talking um, before we started recording, I was talking about the Instagram. I was like, oh, I'm a three and I'm a little achiever. Like I'm always trying to like do the things. And, and that can be, I can, I end up easily putting on burdens on myself that I don't need to. It's just like, oh, I got to do this thing or, oh, I, I must achieve this or I must, I take on all these responsibilities. Right. And the, the, the reality is we're supposed to place our responsibilities and our burdens on, on God and on Jesus. And Jesus is saying, Hey, take my yoke upon you. Let's, let's, you know, let's share this load. I want to 
take this from you. I want you to be able to, you know, move forward with ease. Um, so that again, like you said, like living this life abundantly and being able to, to be and do all that God's called us to do. And I love also the language that Paul uses in, um, well, actually we don't know for sure if it's Paul using my seminary stuff. It's debated. It could be Paul. It could be somebody else, but Hebrews, um, where we have, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything. Some says every weight Mm -hmm. that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Mm -hmm. And then I love too, that it actually uses like a physical reference and saying, and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, Mm -hmm. fixing our eyes on Jesus, Mm -hmm. the pioneer and perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him. He endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That passage, I feel like encapsulates so much of what we're talking about because it's like we gotta we gotta shed that that emotional weight we gotta like anything that's hindering you Mm -hmm. from being able to make healthy choices Mm -hmm. anything that's hindering you or that's causing you to feel stressed and anxious and overwhelmed Mm -hmm. that is entangling you that is preventing you from living the life that god has for you and you know it says anything that hinders and the sins. Sometimes they're both in the same. Sometimes we can be sinful in the ways that we are uh, uh, honestly uh, allowing the lies of the enemy, allowing the world to distract us and confuse us and, and deceive us Mm -hmm. from who we are in Christ and how we're supposed to be living that life. And, you know, I think it's so important for us to acknowledge the spiritual and emotional burdens and weight that we're carrying so that Mm -hmm. we can actually take hold of God's grace to address the habits that will enable us to experience freedom in our bodies mm-hmm. and alleviate any unhealthy weight that's there. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thank you for bringing in all of that scripture. That is one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so true that, um, yeah, so much there's so many times there's just this, this weight, these things that are hindering us from making our healthiest choices. Like we kind of mm-hmm. talked about earlier, Um, you know, there's so much information out there and I don't know what Mm -hmm. to do. Um, but the reality is the the core of your issue, the place to start is always, what do you know you, you, or what do you think you should be doing that you're not able to do and just start there. And the other thing that, that I was thinking about, you know, you were sharing, um, one of my favorite passages that I love in, in Matthew, where Jesus is, is saying, you know, take my yoke upon me, um, you know, the, the thing I always love to think about that is, you know, he's not just saying like, take my yoke upon me because it's easy. My burden is light. Like he is saying, go at the pace that I'm leading you. Mm. You know, I think mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the references in the old Testament where it's like, God didn't deliver the people immediately. You know, it was little by little, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, take it one step at a time. What's the thing that you need to do right now that you're struggling to do? And how can you invite God into making that choice consistently? And then once that's, you know, settled in your life and you're doing that Mm -hmm. consistently, okay, what's the next thing that you feel like, you know, is a choice that's really hindering you and holding you back from living the healthy life that God's calling you to live and, and taking it one step at a time and going at the pace that, that God is leading you to go through this, healing journey. That's so good. And it reminds me, I love that you, we went just went old Testament on this and, um, which is so good. It reminds me of how even too, you know, when the Israelites were 
whether it was whether whether they were going to travel, whether they were engaging in battle, they had to go where the presence of God was. Mm-hmm. And if they did anything outside of where the presence of God was, it did not go well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a good reminder and powerful word of going at the pace that God's leading you to, because if we are going to try and speed it up, if we're going to try and do it in a way that's not according to his leading, according to where his presence is on it, right. Where his, his hand is upon it, Mm -hmm. then yeah, it's going to be another, you know, flash in the pan diet that maybe you lose a couple pounds and it comes back, or it might be something that, you know, just doesn't go well. And, and recognizing, and this is something I tell my clients too, and it's not flashy. It's not, um, (laughs) it's not usually the most desirable way to look at weight loss because, you know, we want to get results fast. And I get that. I want results fast in my business. And and so, I mean, we want want results in other things. I get it. However, you know, you think about it's taking you however many decades to get to where you are for some of us, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And we want results in five days. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I tell my clients, you know, a good amount of time for some initial changes, 90 days, some like to really create some like habits that are going to stick, give it another nine to 12 months Mm -hmm. for you to actually shift your identity and become someone who's like, I am a healthy person, not I'm trying to get healthy. That can take three to four years. Now people hear that. They're like, Oh my gosh, that's so long. It's like, well, three to four years in contrast to three to four decades, isn't that long. So in some ways, I think that's really cool and encouraging (laughs) that you can make that much change in that short amount of time based on how much time prior to that you weren't living according, you know, to a healthy lifestyle. Yep. Absolutely. I love that you bring that in because yeah, I mean, my initial thought is, oh my gosh, three to four years, like that is so long. But when I think back to my journey, like it was probably five, six years ago that I was really digging into my own health. And, and Mm -hmm. then I think about, so I think about where I've come physically, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then I think about where I've come spiritually because of that. And it's like, that's that main mindset shift. If you can make the shift from I'm trying to get healthy because I want to get to an end goal and I want to look physically a certain way or whatever, I just, I know I need to change. If you can change it from, I'm trying to get to an end goal Mm -hmm. to, to instead, like, this is a way, this is an avenue that God is inviting me to a deeper relationship with him. Like I get to start this health journey. I get to walk this health journey out. And along the way, I get to grow deeper with God and Mm -hmm. get to know him more and understand his love and the things that he's doing in and around me more through living healthy. Like I don't have to get healthy to go in deeper relationship with God. Like I get to walk with him. And I just think that is so cool. Like he invites us into that. Amen. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm I'm sure you're familiar with John Maxwell, Mm -hmm. the, what you're kind of saying reminds me of a few things he says when he's talking about the difference between being goal oriented versus growth oriented and being looking for the destination versus embracing the journey and what it looks like to really, or even he says, um, yeah, goal versus growth, destination, destination versus journey, and really being able to, you're not, you're going somewhere, but you're not going somewhere to get somewhere. You're going somewhere because you're appreciating the path that you're on. And I love that you said that. I think that's, it's such a, and some, I think it's honestly a very countercultural perspective. And I don't know if it's like an American thing. I don't know if it's a, I don't know what it is, but I don't, I don't find that a lot of people value the, 
the struggle and the growth that comes from challenges mm-hmm. um, and really having a true growth mindset and really honestly experiencing a lot more fulfillment and satisfaction in life comes from wanting to embrace challenge and change versus trying desperately to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And that could probably be an entire, another podcast episode and conversation. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I kind of, I want to start wrapping up one last thing that I wanted to say, I feel like we've talked about a lot of like big ideas and concepts and mindset shifts. And, and I just want to, to leave those of you listening um, kind of with one, um, you know, next step before we wrap up, you know, if you are at a place where you're like, yeah, I really, I want to get to where I'm seeing my, my health as a spiritual journey and, and a healing. And, and I want to learn to invite God in. Um, I, I want to encourage you that your first step needs to be to just slow down and ask God what he wants you to know and what he wants you to do next. You know, what mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. next step that he is leading you toward? Um, but it takes slowing down. It takes mm-hmm. being intentional with that time of, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm actually going to have a, a conversation with the creator of the world. Like that's just a whole nother cool thing, but like, right. the one who designed your body. Right. And like, <laughs> ask him what he thinks, like, what does he mm-hmm. want you to do next? Mm-hmm. What areas does he want to bring healing and freedom to you in so that it's not something that you are carrying around the weight of anymore? Um, but yeah, slowing down and being intentional and making that time would be kind of your practical next step. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Robin, based on everything that we talked about, which was a lot <laughs> have any like final encouragement, do you have any practical next steps you want to share or scriptures that you want to leave listeners with? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest, I think what you said is perfect. And I would like, if you wanted a little more direction on what to do when you pause and sit down with God is, you know, get clear on even ask him what he thinks of you mm-hmm. kind of back to what you were emphasizing of, you know, being solid in our identity and being understanding the, your value and in turn understanding how valuable your health is because of your values. Sometimes we have to sit and just let him speak, just love on us and let us know like how amazing we are because we can be so hard on ourselves. I know I can be very hard on myself and being able to just have him be like, daughter, I love you. And you're amazing. And the way that I can work through you and your family and your community is powerful. And it's something I really want to do, you know, and, and, you know, take the, take those words from him and take them as truth and, and, you know, plug those deeply in your heart, um, I think is, is huge. Mm-hmm. And then from there to get, cl- yeah, get clarity on some simple things. And like I said, some of those steps that I said, drink water, cook at home, and get out for a 15 minute walk a day. If you aren't doing those three things every day, I would start there. That's as simple as it can be. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and for this amazing conversation. I know I said at the very beginning that it was going to be epic and I think that it was, hopefully you enjoyed it too. Robin. Oh, I did. Yeah, I definitely did. So, um, where can women connect with you if they want to know more about you and what you do? Yeah. So one thing that would actually help a ton with this kind of next step thing that I would love to share with you all. Um, and I actually, I'm, I have two things that I think would actually be really applicable. So one is the, how to prioritize your health 
amidst the stress or amidst the chaos without any stress masterclass. We just put it all in the title right there. Just like real clear. Um, so how to prioritize your health masterclass. And basically in there, I really break down a lot of what we talked about. I'm like, Hey, here's how we get your mind in the right place. Here's how you kind of shift your perspective. And here are some very simple, basic things that you can start to implement. And so you can get that at the, how to prioritize your health masterclass at madewellhealth.com forward slash prioritize. The other thing I was thinking about just doing one, but I was like, I actually think this would be really applicable because we talked a lot about how to integrate God into your physical health. And so this other resource that I would love um, for folks to be gifted with is it's the five day sugar fast devotional. And so this is something that my team and I put a lot of intentionality and effort into. We really explain what fasting is physically and the physical benefits of it, what it is spiritually. We talk about how this really creates a void and a space and an opportunity for God to come and fill in your life. And then we break down several different ways that you can fast sugar based on kind of your background and your needs. There's a few different ways to go about it. And we make it super clear. And then you've got five days of devotionals of how to partner with God in your health as you're fasting from sugar. There's recipes in there as well. So you're not left with just like, oh, what do I eat? Um, so that resource is available as well. And you can get that at madewellhealth.com forward slash sugar fast. That's awesome. Okay. Y'all better go grab those because they're going to be amazing. I'll put the links in the um, show notes. So you have all of those, but um, yeah, thank you, Robin. Thank you for coming on today and um, this amazing conversation and sharing all of your wisdom. And I know that many women were blessed by it. So thank you. Yeah, of course. And if you were blessed by it, I would love to, if you find me on Instagram or Facebook, send me a message. I love when people are like, oh, I heard you on the podcast. So you can look me up, just Robin Ryan McDonald on either platform. You'll find me, um, but send me a message. That would make my day. Awesome. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go send you a message, Robin. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again for coming on. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Healthy and Empowered Living Podcast. Thanks for listening today. If you're loving what you hear, would you share this podcast with a friend? Also, it would make my day to hear from you. Will you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts, rate the show, and write a short review? That helps me to know what you want to hear more of and helps more women find the show, learn, and be encouraged too. Lastly, if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support you need as you're living healthy and empowered.